The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's up, what's up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Orange Nation. I'm Tommy Sladak. This is the Orange Zone Podcast. Reminder, you can get your podcast everywhere if you're watching on YouTube. Hello. If you're listening, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts, we're your place for all things Syracuse Orange. And you can make sure you're liking and subscribing on our CMY Central YouTube page. Uh, we had a, a bowl game that I absolutely expected we'd be starting at. The three of us were there, but this one took a... a a dramatic change in the last 24 hours just to let people know if you're listening that we're recording this on Tuesday which is important for the conversations that we'll be having as this week plays out here but uh, the big story DeMar Hamlin uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills went into cardiac arrest after suffering a hit in the game on Monday night football against the Bengals went down for what felt like a routine hit got up collapsed really scary moment there on the field and um the medics had to do cpr he was taken to the hospital as of right now is sedated and listed in critical condition out there in cincinnati so it absolutely shook the sports world and before i open things up i think we're going to do a three seconds of silence here just for hamlin's number um and just like everyone else praying for for his family and his and his team and and of course tomorrow himself All right. Thanks, guys. Samantha Crossan here. Brendan Hodges on the producer. Mike, James Mungro in the house. Open it up to you guys just on um, how, the, how the last 12 hours have played out for the two of you and just your thoughts on, on everything. Well, for myself, it's been pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last night when I saw what happened, uh, you know, I immediately uh, started to tear up. Uh, it's tough, uh, tough game. And... Uh, the guys go through a lot. You never expect to see something like that on the field. Mm-hmm. You just never do. Um, I, I just lost for words, just keeping the man in my prayers and uh, hopefully the best, uh, you know, his family, um, teammates, fans, uh, just rally behind him and just keep praying, praying for him. I mean, that's all we could do right now, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unimaginable. It, it is like I'm speechless. It, it shows you the scariest side of sports. Mm. The fact that something like that is possible, that that could even happen. And, you know, I do want to point out a couple of things that have happened since then. The fact that both teams went to the hospital where DeMar was being treated to gather and pray. It made me happy to see that, to see that everybody was, was gathering again. The situation is so horrible. But I, I like to see that everybody was was gathering for that. Both team, I mean, both the fans as well. Like you <clears> said, <throat> like you know, the well, that's what I mean. The, the, the you Bengal know, fans were fans know, walked from the stadium, yes. the two miles to the hospital to stay there to to be in support. Um, fans raised more than four million dollars at this point for Demar Hamlin's toy drive. 
Um, again, this is, you know, I, of course, hearing more about Damar, about his life, this is not someone who always had an easy life. He lost three friends to gun violence growing up, saw his father incarcerated for about three and a half years. Um, but as soon as he was able to give and able to help, that's what he wanted to do and, and to start this toy drive. So I'm, I'm happy to see that, that people donated to support that, that really important cause. Yeah. yeah. You know, the young man, uh, you know, when you play this game, uh, all you want to do is make a little bit of money and uh, help your family out. I mean, that's a lot of the players' attitude going into it. And uh, you just never think of something like that ever happening. We know there's injuries occur, but something so dramatic and something so dramatic on TV, and kids watching and, uh, you know, just to see someone get CPR, that's unbelievable. That's just, you know, makes, makes you really think a lot about the game how dangerous the game is uh, for the young fans, uh, young kids out there watching the game. You know, parents think twice to having your kids play. I mean, it's uh, it's so real. It's real. Uh, my son doesn't play football. Uh, you know, last time my wife said to me, "How do you, you know, how's your emotion through this?" You know, I know you wanted your son always, you know, be like you and play football, but you know something, football's a dangerous sport. And I told my wife, "Hell to the no! I wouldn't want my son ever to play football," for the simple fact that. You just never know what happens. Uh, my body's beat up, but you know something? I can take the aches and pains. Uh, but this young man, you know, he's fighting for his life right now. Yeah. And, and James, I do want to dive into that more if, if, you're, if you're cool with it, just as that, that player perspective, because it is something on such a, a deeper level. I know Ryan Clark was on SportsCenter. He said it Monday so night with SVP. Mm. I mean, master class of a broadcast and what was pretty much an impossible situation to get through. And the way that he was able to articulate his feelings as a as a player, and and just how much those emotions are are raised and heightened in that situation. But again, it's it's something where I feel like the the speed is so quick, and you're so you you, you turn that switch like we've talked about. But to actually be out there, and it's it's this culture of kind of the the next man up, right? And ninety nine percent of the time when they are getting carted off, you get that thumb coming up. And, and the thumb never, never came up. And you just knew by the sense of urgency with that ambulance and, of course, CPR. Like, that's – I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but that, that, is, that is real, man. I mean, like, that is a, that is a person's heart who's, who's stopped. So can you get us a little bit more into just the player's mindset of, again, being so attached to that game and all of a sudden it's back to life? Well, you know, going into the game, you're, you're, you're riled up. You never expected anything like that to happen in uh... – you know, you, you, the switch in your head is, you know, out there to play football. But when something like that happens, that switch is completely off. <clears throat> They're not thinking about football. You, you, how can you think about football? Mm. I mean, how can you think about anything except for your, your teammate out there laying on the ground? Uh, it, it's just so, I mean, to see the the coaches and the players' faces is just so unreal. And and after after seeing, you know, the guys' faces, it's like, oh, this game's over with. Like, let's, you know, prepare for something different. Uh, get the guys off the field, get them in the locker room, get uh, the medical staff, get some psychologists and talk to some of these guys because they're going to need this. They're going to need it. And, you know, to, to put that helmet back on and put those pads back on is going to be very tough, very tough. And uh, to go out there to perform and, you know, this, this you, know, this, you know, we could talk about, yeah, the Bills going to the Super Bowl and all that, and that's, you know, but that's not even the talk right now. The, the talk right now is just praying for this young man to survive. Were you guys surprised by how long it it did take 
for there to be official word that the game was called off for the night? Uh, you know, at first, I, I was I was uh, saying to myself, wow, I mean, what's taking them so damn long? Um, but there's a lot of parts to it, a right. lot of parts. Um, and, you know, the TV stations could switch around and go to different stations and stuff like that. It's ESPN, obviously. Uh, but, uh, again, um, the players were no way in shape able uh, emotionally to go out there and perform. I mean, once that happened, there's one thing and one thing only. Think about your teammate. I do think, I do think the important part here is that the right decision was made. I, I agree, and I, under, and I understood that um, – I, I do wish that it would have taken less time, but I also understand that this was a difficult situation for everyone involved, trying to figure out what to do in a moment where nothing, I don't think anything like this has ever happened before. I heard broadcasters saying, in my history of being in this job, I haven't seen a situation quite like, like this. And, you know, I just want to get a shout out to the broadcasters because all the players out there and, you know, there's a lot of former players, uh, that are broadcasters that I know personally, and to see them talk about it yesterday, it was just so hard for them to get the words out. Like, it's hard for me to, to talk about this. Uh, I, I'm shaking right now. Yeah. Because it's uh, so unreal. I feel like we have to, I feel like we have to close it out. Just, uh, you know, I, I wanted us to do our picks, and, or not our picks, but look over our picks, but I think that's going to have to, have to wait till another day. It's just a, a difficult week to be doing that if that's, that's what you guys think. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. All right. James Mungo, appreciate your time talking to us. Super Bowl champ, our favorite Indianapolis Colt. Appreciate you. Sam <laughs> Croston, Brendan Hodges. We'll be back. Thanks for watching, guys. And again, we're praying for DeMar Hamlin.